Welcome to the Codependent Me Podcast. I'm Tamala Shaw, a recovering codependent, a codependent life coach, and the co-author of God Turned Mommy's Wine Into Water. This podcast was created to increase the awareness of codependency and to give a more holistic look at the journey and healing of codependence. Welcome to the Codependent Me podcast. I am your host, Tamala Shaw. Today we have Andrea Petruth. She is a life coach. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for inviting me. It is a pleasure and an honor to be with you today. Thank you so much. I've been so excited to, you know, talk to you about your story and what you got going on and your life, your past, what got you here. So I'm just going to hand you the floor and you just tell us a little bit about you and we'll just kind of go from there. Thank you. I originally come from Romania and I moved in 2017 in December to follow my love, my right partner, Gabriel. And together now we have one child. So in total, I have three kids. We're living, we are here in Toronto together. And um, our story is a very beautiful love story. And for me, it all started actually with uh, figuring out in 2015, how do I want to live? And this is something that I keep telling people now, because I, for four years, I was living with my two boys in Romania, like a single mom, although I was married. Mm. Everybody was telling me, I mean, when I say everybody, I, all I say is one person in the United States who believed in me and who is a very dear friend of mine. And she told me the truth that I was abandoned by my husband. So in that time, I didn't know about codependency. I didn't know about toxic relationships, but I have lived it for many years. Yes. So it took me, it took me a while to wake up and realize what was going on. And when you hear the truth, you keep hearing it, you keep hearing it from somebody in her case who was very, reasonable very rational you know and also speaking from the heart yes so I said to myself there has to be some truth in it you know and it was hard to acknowledge what I did to myself it was hard to acknowledge the choices that I made and I needed I think half a year to wake up and empower myself and how I did it is with God And I remember I saw myself in the kitchen back then I was in a rental space and I was so angry and at the same time determined to shift my life. So I imagined God was in front of me and I took him by the collar and I said, you got to listen to me. I'm giving you two choices. Either you're going to show me there is a man alive who Mm -hmm. is the right partner for me and the right father for my kids. And you're going to bring it in so I know I'm going to be a happy, you know, woman Mm -hmm. in a relationship. Or you're going to show me there is no such man and I'm going to be 
a single mom having a beautiful career and taking care of my life and my children. Yeah. I didn't know that was actually a decision that I made in life and that I was literally asking God and the universe for clarity. All I know is I was determined and pissed off. <laughs> yes. Afterward, I keep doing these things uh, where I, I love myself. I look at myself in the mirror. I do stuff for my muscles just to feel good about myself. I didn't know I was building the muscle of self-love, the muscle of independence, and I was empowering myself. And I had the guts to ask for divorce, and I had the guts to know that I did everything I could to transform myself. You know, I say I always wanted to be a lady, but I never knew until I realized I was a bitch. So I, so I shifted before asking for the divorce. I shifted. You know why? Just to have a clear consciousness. Because mm -hmm. in my opinion now, looking back, when we are codependent, we put ourselves down a lot. Yes. Like, I honestly, I felt like I trashed myself along the way. And the funny part is I was living with a narcissistic guy. I love him. He's my ex. I have a very beautiful relationship with him, which amazes people. But honestly, looking back, he was a narcissistic guy. And what I realized talking to people who had relationships with narcissistic people is that we are actually the gifted, the beautiful, the soulful, the awakened, the, I don't know, you know, beautiful people who do amazing things, powerful women, powerful boys, I don't know, whatever we are. And we are actually believing all the stuff that keeps coming from the other side. Mm -hmm. So when I realized that I, it happened when I looked in the eyes of my ex God bless his soul. He's such an amazing man. <clears throat> but in that moment, I was looking at him and I was standing. He was lying on the bed and I looked at him and I realized. Unbelievably, I was shaking, asking for my freedom. I was shaking, mm -hmm. asking for what is rightfully mine, for what I really wanted. But I was the empowered one. Yes. So yes. since that moment on, I realized I got this. You stand a little bit taller when that happens, right? Yes. Yeah. Chins and, up. You're like, mm. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And, and it kept adding up, you know, to decide to leave a marriage you believed in, a relationship that you, you love. I love him so much. He's still in my heart. But uh, to leave, you know, you put everything in it I put everything in and I believe every single woman who loves somebody she puts everything and even a man like my husband now he, he and I we put everything in our relationships but the truth is sometimes they don't work you know and right. you gotta let go all of that all of those things all of those desires and visions and dreams and it was hard for me to move on but I did it was partly moving on partly letting go so for me to get to a beautiful relationship where I'm now, it meant 
working two ways, acknowledging the truth and the past and letting go mm -hmm. and owning who I really am, what I'm capable of and, and asking, and like you said, <clears throat> at some point setting boundaries and even the boundary of this is who I am. And if I want, if I want to see myself far, far away, extended far in the universe, this is who I want to, I want to see myself. And this is not an artistic view upon yourself. This is simply, right. look, this is who you are. You are an extended. It's doing what's, it's doing what's best for you. I've realized um, there are studies out there that say most relationships, not even just marriages, but relationships, they go bad probably a year or two, you know, mm -hmm. at the least before you even decide to let go. So, because you have to go through the, you have to go through the grief, the grieving of the relationship and feeling, because you go through, you feel like you failed. I failed, yes. right? Yeah. Instead of saying it didn't work, I tried and yeah. it just wasn't for me. You feel like you failed. And so you just keep trying. I don't want to fail. I don't want to fail. I don't want to, I don't want people to look at me as a failure. I don't want you know, them to think, oh, I got in this and it, you know, so you have all of these thoughts that have nothing really to do with you, but it's, it's the opinions of others that make you sit for a moment until you just, until you're at that point where you're like, I deserve to be happy. This is not good for me. This is toxic and I have to release, but you do, you try everything, you know, and you don't realize at that time that you're sacrificing yourself when that's not what a relationship is, you know, a healthy relationship is two people coming together, being healthy, not one person just trying to make it work, make it work, you know? Yeah. So. And you remind me of something else that keeps coming up as a theme in my life, which is the pressure. When we're talking about thinking of what other people think, it's actually a pressure we're feeling from the outside. And Throughout my life, I've come to see that what we're looking at in terms of healthy, what is healthy for us in life and relationships and everything is to find the balance between the pressure that is from the outside, the economy, the peers, the parents, the uh, conditioning, and anything else. You can put anything under that social pressure thing. Mm -hmm. And when that pressure is the same as were less than the internal pressure. And when I say internal pressure, I say inner power, how much you believe in yourself, how much you own who you are, what you got, your gifts, how much you are connected with your heart, how much you uh, value yourself, all this, you know, it's always a, I would say a dance between what you have inside and what life is throwing at you how we say right there's a dance sometimes life brings you something that becomes like um not leather uh something to support you and sometimes it come feels like oh you want to crush me but life never wants to crush you life just wants to wake you up wants to wake up your senses to wake up your gifts wants to reveal your truth, your values, what you're worthy of. And purpose. It doesn't, 
exactly and it doesn't come unless we have the pressure you're like a balloon you will never yeah. feel where are your limits unless something from the outside right wraps you around and then you feel those limits and sometimes you just want to be held so life is going to hold you so you feel that you are withdrawing and sometimes life is going to push you because you need to push back so you feel that your limits are way 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 far far outside your body mm -hmm. um it's i really love that it's interesting and this is this this foreplay or this play between inner and outer pressure is where some of us fall we fall between the cracks and we get to suicide we get to we get to other stuff um yeah. And, you know, rightfully so, rightfully so. I mean, it is, it is hard. It is hard. The pressure from the outside is huge. And especially when you're a codependent person, because it takes a while to get a grip on, get a hold on, on something. And from a, you know, from a seed to grow, grow and, yes. and nurture it till it, it, it becomes mm -hmm. a fully grounded tree where you can stand on. You know, this is you, the fully grounded tree that yeah, you can stand up for yourself. I love that. So you, you learned lots of lessons from your last marriage, right? So yes. how do you use those lessons in your new relationship with your new husband? I... I started right from the get-go with him and we we were very uh, open related to what we want, what we don't want, what Good. our values are, how we want to live our relationship by, what we loved, what we didn't love, what we appreciate, what we don't, you know, like having just having it out there, laying it out, plain and simple, without judgment, judgment-free zone. This is what it was for us. And it was crazy. You know, honestly, we spoke for nine to 15 hours a day. I have one day, I remember now, March 6, 2016, we spoke for 24 hours. I stayed awake in Romania. He, it was a weekend for him. Yeah, I know. And and we literally spoke about everything and anything under the sun. I say that that night he cured me of uh, anxiety and depression because he made <laughs> me laugh so hard. But this is this is the um, this is the symbol of our relationship, which is judgment-free zone, open communication, mm -hmm. and trusting that when we are so open with each other nothing can stop us and it was the truth like that this relationship keeps growing and we are very um molded onto each other and we are so strong we are a rock for each other sometimes he's the rock for me sometimes i'm the rock for him there is always a 50 50 but not because he puts 50 i put 50 you know it's right. because everybody puts a hundred percent and when I'm sick and he's healthy. You know who puts a hundred, you know who puts less, yes. but still it is the 50-50 going on. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's good. So transparency, trust, um, openness, um, trusting your heart and trusting the other person's heart. And one thing that I can never forget is 
divinity. Mm. When we saw each other, we had a spark. I saw light. He saw a perfect match between me and him. It took us a while before we really said yes, because life sometimes is so funny. He, like with the pod match, you and I, right? Yes, it's a yes. perfect match between you and me, but it takes a while for us to, to realize, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, same thing with relationships. The right one comes and it takes a while for you to, to acknowledge it and to see it because it's not always the way we think of it right. in the mind. Mm-hmm. It's how it's in the soul. Ah, that's so good. You know, um, okay, so you had codependent characteristics before, right? So do you ever find that some of those characteristics try to rise and having old habits? And if you do, what do you do to make that like, oh, I'm not going to go, I'm not going to do that, you know? Uh, To answer you, you have to know I've been a perfectionist for as long as I can remember. And this is something that can keep me or kept me stuck in a way because the perfectionist wants to get it right. And the perfectionist does not allow imperfections and does not allow uh, mistakes. So for me, when when I had thoughts like, like that, that I could recognize, I did not accept myself the way I was. This is this was my first reaction, not accepting that as my truth. Well, so so what? I I still have that tendency. It's okay. Um, it's okay to be with it. So my first step now is to be with what is and acknowledge it. Mm-hmm. And I think both you and I know now when we acknowledge something, we we can work with it. We can work right. through it, right? So now I acknowledge what it is and I try to see where it comes from. And um, I know that when I just let it talk and let it be, I don't give it power so it won't take take over, you know? So I start with acknowledgement and owning all parts of me. And this is also self-love, coming into self-love. And... um, you know what? Sometimes it's good to indulge in same things, but from a positive side. And here's what I'm saying here. I have a life partner, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm a very powerful woman who takes on a lot of things, like always, like I'm a leader. Sometimes I need to take a break from that role. I need right. to let somebody take over, to let somebody take care of me, you know? So I like to play this game because it shows it does not control you. You are still in control. You choose when you want to take a role or another, when you want to lean in, give in, whatever you want to do, you know? So I see it more like uh, self-control now. I like it. That's good stuff. Good stuff. Okay, so I know that you're writing your first memoir. Yeah. You want to tell us a little bit about it? Well, it's it's in the making. I'm working uh, with Tanya Taylor Rubinstein from Somatic Writing. Basically, it's embodied writing. And 
it's a new process for me and it also brings so much and I see things coming up and honestly this is a very courageous project for me because this is not um, what I call a usual memoir it's not a memoir where just like I shared today my story with you I'm gonna put it plain and simple uh, it will be plain and simple but what comes out of it is surprising for me so <clears throat> Writing this memoir is a process of owning who I am, mm. of healing. There's still stuff to heal that comes out. And uh, before moving on, I had to <clears throat> I had to say to myself, I'm standing up. I'm standing. Uh, I'm standing for it, you know, like I'm standing by it. Yes, <laughs> you know, yes. this is my memoir. This is my story. This is how I will say it. Uh, and it's also like, a, you know, it's like a baby or like a tree. You're planting the seed, you're nurturing it, you let it grow, and then I let it go. So I'm not going to attach to it. But until then, there's a lot of stuff that comes out and, and you know, it's tweaking and twisting and yes. uh, cracking open. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's a beautiful process. And I hope this will inspire people. And I hope it will inspire, especially my husband, because I think all my work, everything that I do, my speaking, even this podcast, everything has... Um, the signature of our relationship. Oh, that's beautiful. It is beautiful. an act of love. Ah, oh, love that. I gotta write that down. I love that. So, of course, I'm not gonna ask you about a timeline or anything, but what I will say is once everything is finished, I definitely want you to come back. I, I will. So it's gonna be this year. Okay. Somewhere between April and September is my goal, but we'll see how this goes. Nice. Take your time. Let it be divine. <laughs> It'll be good. Um, because, you know, I have to say when we were writing ours, a lot of, a lot of memories, a lot of things always come back, right? They come up and, you know, it can be emotional. Yes. But I'm so proud of you. I'm so happy that you're going to share that with the world. I think that's going to be beautiful. Um, let me see if I have any questions. I know we talked a little bit about your mom. I don't know if you want to tell, if you want to talk about it. Sure. It's my excellent. pleasure. Yes. So um, my, my mom uh, is Romanian. I, I was born in Romania. And when I was 11 in, two, in 1992, she died of cancer and we found out only two months before she died oh. uh, and and many stories related to her death specifically uh, come to this memoir also it is very important because uh, for me it was you know it's it's that moment where a pillar of your life falls down and it's also a moment where you become the pillar for yourself. Mm. So I, I took it with a twist. 
um, I'm one of those kids who, I don't know if this is usual or not, but for me, it was like, I don't want to scare your uh, audience, so I'm going to say it this way. See somebody who's very lively, alive, and inspiring, and the shining light for hundreds and hundreds of people in her life, you know, and boof, at some point, she cannot get up. She goes through a lot of pain, and she fades away, fades away, and at some point, boof, she's gone, and you see the body lying down on a table in your living room, and you're looking at it, and for me, as a child at 11 years old, it was like, that's not my mom. For her mother, who is my grand, my special grandmother, it was like, oh, you're an orphan. But I, I'm, I'm like, what do you mean? I have a father. <laughs> right. So I was shocked and I wasn't. It's like life prepared me for that moment. And for me, it was so easy to take it on and say, I'm going to do this. I'm going to take care of my life and I'm going to take care of my dad. And, and I did. And I did. What my mom left me uh, with, it's the the touch, the hugs. She did not speak much to me. I was too young and I didn't know how to ask questions back then. Mm -hmm. But what she left me with is the presence, a presence like no other. Now I know, thanks to her, what it means to be a, a human who is what I call a sunshine. Oh. You know, that those people like mm -hmm. Jesus or Buddha or I don't know. My mom was not a saint, by the way. But what she was, was a very strong presence in people's life. Wherever she was, everything was, was lit up. Absolutely everything. People, faces, projects, ideas. She would kept people connected. So she became like a shining light for me in my spirituality, in my work with people, in relationships. And um, it took me 29 years to grieve. <laughs> believe yeah. it or not. I believe it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> 29 <laughs> years to grieve and to own who I was because she was so powerful that... Um, I don't know, maybe unconsciously, I didn't want to take over, although I did. It's, yeah. it's very interesting how, 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 it, how it plays, you know. And, you know, this reminds me of, of codependency because it is funny how codependent people are the most powerful people in the world. Have you seen that? Absolutely. Like relationship, we are codependent, but actually we are very powerful in how we do it, what we do it. We're just blind uh, to our our power. We're we're blinded by I don't know what, but we don't see it at all. <laughs> and it, it's that's a, that's kind of the reason that I started um, working and and coaching people that are codependent. Because when I used to say that I was codependent, you know, people go oh, and it's like no, <laughs> no, <laughs> pretty powerful. In fact, yeah. you know. I just need, I need to use it for those that are, that, that need help. I just don't need to do, right. That's the difference. Um, I was doing for others and not allowing and not just helping, but there is a lot of power in being yeah. codependent. And a lot of people don't know, you know, when we are used to having things happen a certain way, we can be very manipulative as well. We're not doing it nasty. We just want it done right. Right. Yes. So 
I can understand how you became codependent because you had a lacking in your childhood. Yes. So where your mom was absent, where mine was absent because she was drinking, yours was Mm -hmm. absent because she passed. So it's the same, but yet different, right? So we still had to do a raising or um, not that you raised your dad, but you had to be there in ways for him that, you know, you had to kind of take those, some of the roles that your mom had. So that's good. So yeah, very powerful. So that I'm so glad you said that because people need, that was one of the things I need for people to understand. There is power in being codependent. We just don't quite use it the way we're supposed to. (laughs) Yeah. And it's, it is, if, if you are codependent, if you're listening now and you are still codependent, just see it as a mirror. Like you need to look in the mirror and the exact opposite of what you see, that's exactly what you are. Cause mm. that's, that's, it is, it is beautiful how life actually is giving us all we need. We just are not ready to acknowledge it. Right. Every person who goes through some deep stuff, whether it's codependency, addiction, uh, losing somebody dear, um, having suicide thought, whatever it is, actually, if we're looking in a golden mirror and we're, we're looking at that shiny, those shiny spots coming out, we're actually going to see a diamond and each mm-hmm. of those faces of the diamond is a piece of us. And we, when we put it together, we're going to turn the mirror around and see, oh, it's not a flat mirror. It's actually a three-dimensional thing. Yeah, it's actually a multi-dimensional thing because this is life. It's not one dimension to, to what's going on with you. There's always more and that more is your gift. That more is your power. That more is something you can hang on to. And you know, if you don't see it, like in my case, I didn't see what was going on. Find somebody who can tell you could be a coach, right? Could be a, a very reasonable, uh, logical friend. Could be even a stranger. Like go somewhere and just ask somebody at the counter or whatever. Hey, when you look at me, what do you see? You know, like, right. and, and you know what? They will tell you 99% of the time the truth because they don't give a beep of, <laughs> of who you are and how you're going to think of yeah, it. Yeah. Uh, you, you, you know, so it's going to be raw and beautiful, and this may get you out of where you are. And that's, I like the way you said raw and beautiful, and that's how you have to take it. Like, um, it may not feel great, and, you know, and it may not feel natural or beautiful in the beginning when you first hear it, but if you sit mm-hmm. in it for a moment, yeah, you'll find it. Yeah, it's definitely, you'll find it. It's It's wonderful. So... I'd like to talk about now. Thank you for that. I appreciate you sharing that. I, I was very happy to um, to hear how you got through that. You know, being eleven, losing your mom. That's um, yeah, you did good. <laughs> um, so you coach. Mm-hmm. How can my audience find you? Or first, I guess we can talk about what you offer in the coaching. Yeah, so right now I offer a coaching program called called Reset and Supercharge Your Life, where I take people um, from 
not having clarity, sovereignty, and alignment to actually live fully empowered and grounded and standing up for their values, for who they are, and trusting in their heart, having what I call that unshakable trust in your heart that it's going to lead you wherever you need to go, even if you don't know all the steps ahead of you and you only know the first step or the second. Having that trust and having that sovereignty and having that knowing about you and life Mm -hmm. is going to get what I have, which is synchronicity and flow. Even this conversation that I have with you, I see it as a synchronicity in my life, thanks to all the decisions that I made. And you know, because we talked before we started this conversation, Mm -hmm. it's not always um, with, you know, just moving along, like you got it. (laughs) Right? right? It's that faith step. I call it the faith step. Exactly. That's sometimes there's fear. Sometimes there's some shaking. Sometimes there's what if uh, the doubt and everything, but it's the idea of reaching that point where you are the eye at the center of the storm, where the pressure that comes from the outside, the economy, the relationships, the kids yelling and everything, you can stand right there in that spot where you are, where everything around you, and you can say to yourself, I got this. Uh, I like it. See, I told you you were going to rock this. I love it. That is good. Like, that's been so big. And I hope that the audience hears that. When you have fear, when you're not sure, like if you take that step, nine times out of 10, it's going to be okay. And even if it's a misstep, it's okay. You just take a step back and then you take another step forward in a different direction. It's okay. And sometimes we don't get that. Like you said, you're a perfectionist. I am too. And that's <laughs> one of the things that I've had to work on and, and, mm-hmm. and understand that whatever, whatever route God places me, there's a reason. The whole reason that I started the whole codependency thing, like the reason I I had the strength to go into it is one day I was sitting, I was actually in church on Easter and I was praying and I kept hearing the words, you've trained your whole life for this. You've Mm -hmm. trained your whole life for this. So everything that you feel as though went wrong was just lessons for what I have before you, what I have you to do. Those were your lessons. So we all go through things for purpose. It's about purpose, you know? So definitely, and I'm glad that you are one of the strong ones that are willing to take that walk because that walk can sometimes be scary. Sometimes it can be lonely, but you just have to know that it's okay, you know? And, you know, <clears throat> I, I'm, an, I'm an only child, and I never had this feeling of I'm really alone. 
Mm. Never. Although I, now I see it. I look back in time and I, I look back at my spiritual experiences of all the things that can happen. And I add it up and I know we are never alone. Never. Even if our physical eyes don't see it, even if uh, we do not perceive it in the moment because of the grief, because of, um, you know, we are very deep, deep, deep below. But honestly, we are never, never alone. There is always a human who can listen or support us. There is always nature who gives us strength, energy, healing, whatever we need. And if you believe in the divine, whether you call it God, Allah, or however you call it, there is always that energy, that support, that mm -hmm. spirit, that guidance, yeah. that it is untouchable. And in the same time, it is touchable because it's right here within your heart. You feel it. You feel it. You feel yeah. it. You have to just take a moment to pause, breathe. And listen, just allow yourself to listen, be with, with what you have. And somehow beyond that, those thoughts of addiction, codependency, suicidal thoughts, or anything you can have, beyond that, you will hear a whisper or a song or a shiver or a shimmering light or image or whatever it is for you. We all see, sense, feel, hear, or know something is beyond what we're going through. We just have to believe it and bring it closer and closer through faith, like you say. Agreed. Agreed. Well, this has been wonderful. So I ask everyone on the podcasts, if you want to give the audience one last tidbit, if you don't, that's fine. Um, just something to you know, for them to take away? You know, I'm, I discovered recently something that I say about myself, which is I'm an advocate for love. I do believe in love. And for me, love is very practical. Love is touchable. Love is something you can see. Love is something you can hear. Love is anything within your reach. And Love is what you already have within you. Mm. So if there is one thing I can leave you with is put your hand on your heart and know that that organ that keeps beating since the moment you started your life and it's gonna beat until the day you leave this earth, that holds all your stories, all your life, and that holds your strength, your roots, story, stories from your ancestors. Anything you need is right there within your heart. All you need is put your hand on your heart, listen to that beat, and move along with it. Because that is life. That is you. I love that. Look, I love that. <laughs> So um, go ahead, if you don't mind, let everyone know how they can find you. Yes. Yeah, so you can find me on my website, andreapetrut.ca, or very often you find me on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash Coaching. 
I sometimes have live interviews with people. Sometimes I have Facebook lives of my own. Uh, I share some tidbits here and there. So, nice. you know, see what inspires you. Nice. I have to, I have to find you and we'll have to connect for sure. Um, well, I want to thank you for being a guest and I'm going to claim that after your memoir is uh, published, we'll have you back so that we can talk about that as well. Um, and I just want to go ahead and end the podcast and let people know, just like Andrea, your story matters and you matter. And thank you so much for being on the Codependent Me podcast. Bye. I understand that nothing is more valuable than your time, so thank you for listening. Be sure to join our Facebook group, Codependent Me, and check out my website at codependentme.org. Thanks so much. Have a great day.